0: Welcome to the Octavius Gould Experience and I'm your host, Octavius Gould. Today I'm excited to bring to you episode number five titled, Creativity and Innovation in Entrepreneurship. I'll discuss why creativity and innovation are two main ingredients for you to taste business ownership success. Did you know that small businesses produce more innovations than Fortune 1000 corporations? This is from a technical and economic perspective and actually a study by the SBA, the Small Business Administration. I think some of the reasons are large corporations are so slow, they have so many layers of management that it takes them forever just to make a decision. One meeting turns into 10, 10 turns into 20. Whereas a small business can be more flexible, get right to the point and execute on their creative ideas. I personally think entrepreneurs are important to the U.S. economy for two key reasons. One, they become founders of startups that create jobs and job creation is mission critical. Small businesses are the lifeline of our economy. Look at any report, any study and our economy flourishes when small businesses are flourishing. That's why the SBA and the U S government started putting a lot of that money into small businesses that a lot of these large corporations were tapping into at the beginning of the pandemic. Number two, They tap into creative and innovative brain cells to solve problems that people face daily, allowing them to take advantage of opportunities. This reminds me of one of my favorite quotes by Charles Swindoll. We are all faced with a series of great opportunities brilliantly disguised as impossible situations. Many of you may wonder, what is this creativity thing all about in entrepreneurship? It's actually about the ability to develop new ideas and discover new ways of looking at problems and opportunities. Every successful entrepreneur is either successful because they're creative or they hire smart, creative people. Its sidekick called innovation is the ability to apply creative solutions to problems and opportunities to enhance and enrich people's lives. Many of the products that we love today is a result of someone being innovative. There's a list. But just think about this. The mobile phone. When I was a teenager, we didn't even have mobile phones or pagers. Then we got excited about the pager. Then we got excited about the two way pager. Then we got excited about the flip phone. And now we have the ability on our mobile phones to do everything. Take pictures, have conversations, text. You know, I think back to my parents who are no longer living, who never even experienced What I have access to or my kids have access to, my kids, my two daughters, one's 18 and one's 11, all they know are expensive phones. (laughs) Many times their phone is more expensive than mine because they break them all the time. I have to get them a new one. (laughs) Just think about the innovation that's out there in society and the people who are driving this innovation. I believe that innovation is a driver of many businesses globally. Because in our competitive business world, you have to innovate ideas on how your business should run. Because different entrepreneurs take a diverse approach to implementing ideas in their businesses, and some emerge to be successful. This earns them recognition as being innovative, but also inspires other entrepreneurs to be innovative as well. Similar to that old debate about who's the greatest, Jordan or LeBron, I asked a few of my business associates about their favorite innovative entrepreneur. This is in no particular order. Here are a few names that kept popping up. Jeff Bezos. Mr. Bezos founded Amazon in 1994 out of his garage. I think in Seattle. In 2018, Amazon had $230 billion in revenues and a record $10 billion in net profit, up $3 billion from the year before. Then you have Elon Musk. Mr. Musk has revolutionized the transportation both on Earth and in space. His company, Telsa, which he founded in 2003, sold more than 240 all-electric vehicles worldwide in 2018. He also owns a rocket company called SpaceX, which was valued at more than $20 billion during the same period. Here are a few other admired entrepreneurs whose names continuously popped up during my discussions mark zuckerberg facebook and what's interesting about mr zuckerberg is that i read a story where he invited i think four people maybe five to his dorm room to talk about this innovative business idea that he had only two people showed up we know the rest is history the two people who showed up are very wealthy i have no idea whatever happened to the two or three that didn't (laughs) then we have reed hastings who founded netflix Netflix came in handy during the pandemic because a lot of people were doing the Netflix and chill thing. I'm almost embarrassed that I didn't even know what Netflix and chill meant until mid 2020. (laughs) Then we have Bill Gates, Microsoft, an amazing business professional, very creative, very innovative. And so many professionals fell from that Microsoft tree to go on and start and found their own businesses that are extremely successful today. Then we can't forget to mention Tim Cook and Steve Jobs, Apple. I love my Apple iPhone. Not only the fact that these individuals, along with other founders, were creative and innovative, they continuously maintain a thought process that allowed them to be open-minded about where the iPhone was at years ago and where it could go. The possibilities that we could not have even thought of back then. So imagine where this iPhone or droid will be in five or 10 years. Larry Page of Alphabet is another name that kept coming up. But since I'm a girl dad, I can't neglect the amazing businesswomen out there. There are many, but I'm gonna hit you with two. Oprah, let's just say she owns everything. (laughs) Her net worth is $2.6 billion. That's amazing. And I guess that's why she can go by just her first name, Oprah. (laughs) Then we have Sarah Blakely, who founded Spanx in 1998 right here in Atlanta. This is an interesting story because I heard that Miss Blakely was actually getting ready for a party when she realized he didn't have the right undergarment to give her a smooth look under her white pants. She was armed with scissors and sheer genius. She cut the feet off her control top pantyhose and Spanx became a vision but she still had to make it a reality. So she took $5,000 from savings that she had from her job selling fax machines door to door, and she took a calculated risk and it paid off. Since in 2012, Miss Blakely was named the world's youngest self-made woman billionaire by Forbes magazine. That's impressive. Forbes now pegs her net worth which also includes a small stake in the Atlanta Hawks NBA basketball team at a whopping $1.2 billion. I also wanted to discuss Walt Disney, but I'm going to save Mr. Disney for a future podcast when I'll discuss business professionals who became household names after being fired by corporate America. His story is extremely interesting, but let me give you a little bit right now, anyway. Did you know that Walt Disney was fired from his newspaper job for not being creative enough? Whoever fired him should fire themselves because as you all know, he went on to found Walt Disney and the rest is history. But I will get into more detail about Mr. Disney in a later episode because I think it's important to understand that not every entrepreneur will achieve success immediately throughout your journey of entrepreneurship. If you're a current entrepreneur, you can appreciate this. If you're an aspiring entrepreneur, listen closely. Most entrepreneurs fell the first one or two times out. There are so many entrepreneurs that had a business idea that just didn't work, whether it was it was a bad idea, they didn't conduct enough research, or in some cases they were ill-equipped to handle the responsibility of operating a company. Maybe they were in corporate America and they had a level of expertise in a certain area, but underestimated what it took to run a business. I am always interested in understanding people's journey, how many times they fell, how many times they fell down, how many times they had to get back up. And the list is so impressive of individuals who fell one or two or three, sometimes five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10 times, and then finally made it big. Throughout my podcast, when I talk about leadership and entrepreneurship, I am going to give you real life examples of things that I did wrong, things that I did well. But more importantly, things that I've learned from others, as well as information that I gathered through reading books and blogs and magazines and social media as it relates to the experiences and the journeys through failure and success of other entrepreneurs people who are much more wealthier than I am. So you're gonna get a great perspective from me if you hit like and subscribe. What do you all think made some of these successful entrepreneurs that I mentioned earlier who they are? Because simply having a great idea is not enough. As we know, if you look at the failure rate of entrepreneurship, especially in year one and two, great entrepreneurs transform their ideas into tangible products and services. And that's the difference. They are able to take an idea and bring it to fruition and execute on their strategy. Now, there are a lot of other things that will go into that. One important fact to keep in mind is the fact that even if you have a brilliant idea and you're very innovative and creative, be very careful when you hire your first employee, your second employee, your fifth employee, your 10th employee. Why is it important to make sure that you hire well? Because your employees will be the difference between survival and failure. I don't care if it's employee number one, employee number 10, 20 or 30. Your business is only as good as the people who serve your clients, who serve your customers. It's all about that client customer experience. And as the founder and eventually chairman, if you bring in a CEO to handle the business as you scale, you will not be able to have as much of an impact on your business success down the road in the future as you had in the initial startup stages. When you went from being an entrepreneur to running an emerging business, there are so many other people who will have their hand in a pot stirring that pot for your customers, for your strategic partners. So hiring great talent is extremely important. Creativity and innovation are vital to any entrepreneur's success and survival. So never lose sight of the fact that it's important to hire people who can do the job, but also make sure that you're hiring people who even though they may not have a lot of experience as it relates to your business, they bring a set of core competencies that will allow them to be successful, but more importantly, allow you to tap into their talent. And in many cases, it's all about making sure that you hire a diverse group of professionals because then you can tap into the creative juices and energy and knowledge of people from different backgrounds who normally will have a different perspective. Some of the most innovative organizations are some of the most diverse organizations. It's interesting because I've always been fascinated by entrepreneurship. Even growing up, I wanted to be a professional athlete and then operate and own a business. And when I got into sales at MCI in the 90s and I would go on these sales meetings, I love going on appointments where I was meeting with entrepreneurs or startup CEOs. I would always ask what inspired them to take a leap of faith to start their business. And I always got some really compelling answers. Sometimes it was someone had that passion like me from their early childhood and they knew they were going to be an entrepreneur. In many cases, they fell into entrepreneurship. They got laid off and had no choice but to go out on their own, or they were in corporate America and just not happy with their working conditions. Maybe their environment wasn't conducive to success. They didn't like their boss, so they took their expertise and monetized it for their own good. And then there are some people that partnered with someone else who possessed the creativity and innovation, and they became a co-founder. So even if you're not a very creative and innovative person, but you can operate a business or you have a particular skill set such as leadership, there's always the possibility of you co-founding a business. Or maybe you just have large sums of money that you can invest into a business as a co-founder. So there are different ways that you can get into entrepreneurship. It's not always because you are the innovative and creative engine of that organization. At times, innovation involves generating something from nothing. However, many of the most admired global business leaders were once calculated risk-taking entrepreneurs who just elaborated on an existing product or service. They simply enhanced something that we all already was paying for. For example, I read about an experiment designed to improve the adhesive on tape, which resulted in the glue hardly sticking at all. Most professionals would have just felt a sense of failure and scrapped the experiment. This one researcher thought creatively and removed some of the stickiness from the glue. This led to one of the most popular products of all time, 3M's Post it Note. I love hearing stories like that. Most of the time, creative inventions start from the most unlikely events. I read a story about Edwin Land and how he credited the creation of the Polaroid camera to his three year old daughter. Apparently, they were on a family vacation. He took a picture of his three-year-old daughter and she immediately asked, Dad, why is it that I can't see the picture? He thought about it and went back to the drawing board and actually figured out how to develop the Polaroid camera. Many inventions and small businesses and entrepreneurial endeavors start by mistake. When someone's doing something totally different than being involved in a think tank to create a business and they stumble upon a very innovative idea, But here's the key. So many people have those ideas, as I've mentioned in the past, but they never act on it. If you have an idea, take some time to research the idea. Talk to other people. Be careful because you don't want to give out too much information on something that's not trademark. But always remember, don't be fearful of turning your idea into reality as long as you take the necessary steps required to achieve success. Research preparation and planning, strategy, and then last but not least, execution. When you think about products and services that pop up by mistake or changes the landscape of a certain industry, we like to call the process of making something that already exists better disrupting the marketplace. And when you do that, you can really generate some energy within your company because you're leveraging something that's already there. You just made it better. So the proof of concept is there. And now you can just attract customers from organizations that were sleeping at the wheel. Think Uber, Lyft, and the camera feature and functionality on the Apple iPhone. I can't remember the last time I've seen a yellow cab or a Polaroid camera. <laughs> My friends. Success as an entrepreneur is a result of disciplined, systematic processes and applying creativity and innovation to the needs and opportunities in the marketplace. As I mentioned, millions of aspiring entrepreneurs come up with creative ideas for new products and services, as well as enhancements. But most people never do anything with them. And it's imperative that as an entrepreneur, that you tap into your creative thought process, then take purposeful action followed by consistent execution. And if you're someone who cannot execute on ideas very well, get a mentor or get a business coach. Someone who can help take your idea and turn it into something special that will allow you to tap into your passion as an entrepreneur, as a business owner. I like to think that creative thinking is a core business skill. This is because many small businesses lack the financial resources to compete with large corporations. And the way they overcome this obstacle is by creating a powerful competitive advantage over their big rivals by out-creating and out-innovating them. Always remember that small businesses live or die by the quality of their ideas, as well as executing on those ideas. In closing, The mantra of we've always done it this way is a reason why many large companies, our parents purchased Christmas gifts for us, are no longer around today for us to purchase gifts from those locations for our kids. I would say to view creativity as thinking new things and view innovation as doing new things. So if you're a small business owner or an aspiring entrepreneur who covets compelling content, whether it be entrepreneurship or leadership, please hit like and subscribe to my podcast now because you'll be alerted to future episodes. And those episodes will allow you to tap into my knowledge base to gather information that I've acquired from talking to CEOs of Fortune 1000 companies who were once entrepreneurs like yourselves. It's going to allow you to shorten your learning curve but more importantly, eliminate the mistakes that many before you have made so that you can have a commitment to excellence while building your business and achieving success, but more importantly, sustainable success. Thank you all so much. I enjoy speaking with you. My friends, I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Carpe diem.